I got this game for $1.75 at the local thrift store, and, you know, I cracked it open, and it was missing two six-sided dice, which I could replace almost instantaneously with dice that I just had lying around the house. And it was missing um, the one baddie, the master, but I could go onto the internet and just print a copy of that, and I threw it in the box. And then... Uh, Years later, after I mentioned this to somebody and said, yeah, no, I've got a copy. It's great. It's only $1.75. We've played it and played it and played it and played it and played it. And somebody said, you know, I got a copy that's like about half extent. So any parts you need, just what do you need? And I said, oh, I don't have the two blue dice, but I really don't need them. So give them to somebody who needs them. And I don't have the MasterCard. And he's like, send me your address. And he just mailed me those parts. Not only did he mail me those parts, but he mailed me the, the, the stand-up card for the Master. Mm at no additional charge, just to make sure he was sending me the right part. So I, I, I got to figure out who this guy is. I, I emailed with him a couple of times and thank him again, because now I have this complete set of Buffy, which is beat to shreds, but it does everything it needs to do. And it cost me $1.75. I was about to say, you made it almost two minutes without saying what the name of the game was. I know, but every, everybody's going to be excited because there's how on earth would they know what the name of the game was, Stephen? Unless, of course, they read the name of the podcast before they hit the play button. I mean, sure, but it's good protocol or good podcasting etiquette to go ahead and name it out. Name the game every once in a while. And the name of this game is Buffy the Vampire Slayer The Game. Because there's about three or four Buffy games, all of which have names that are almost exactly the same. You you could have told me anything, I would believe you, because it actually says... Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the game, the book of rules is the rule book. See, it's those nice little flourishes. That's the kind of thing that, you know, a a, uh, a Rob Davo production sort of has. And can I see is, the front of that box? Please? Yes, you can see the front of this box. Is this a Rob Davio joint? Okay. This and one, you can still get this. Guy, who's, who's the guy who did Heroescape with him? Um, whose name is escaping me is like really famous. Kobe, for, no, not Kobe Dow. Kobe, no, it's a... Uh, he I was can't a hero believe I am not thinking. I cannot think of this guy's name. There is a copy Give of this of game rules. on eBay for a dollar ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. This 18, is eighteen forty five shipping and handling. There is also a new one, brand new, sealed, rare for sixty two ninety nine on eBay. You know, and I could see if nice. if, if if you're into like, you know, foo foo hoity toity sleeve all the cards kind of games. I could see you spending 60 bucks on this and God knows it's a whole lot better than a lot of other games that are coming out right now that cost that kind of money. So this is a pulpy game. This was, they made thousands, tens of thousands of copies of this game. There are thrift stores all across America. I found one in Canada when I was up there just browsing through a Goodwill. Um, So these are all over the place. They're not particularly hard to find and the condition is going to be a little bit different from game to game and I may have to look it up. Sorry about that. Um, because I cannot believe I cannot remember the guy's name. It's not in the rule book, so I'm going to check it's, BGG. You, 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 you will. The minute you read it out, you'll be like, "Oh, actually, it's, I think three people are in on this game." But, but the the other name um, um, is is the other famous designer that Rob Davo worked with when he was working for Milt Bradley and, and was doing these sorts of games. So anyway, so this is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Craig Van Ness. The Craig Van Ness. Thank you very much. And my, Bill Sabrum. My my apologies. Craig and Bill for not having your names off the top of my head. That's completely unacceptable for a game of this level of quality. Yeah, obviously, my wife will have already told us who the designers are. So we'll just look stupid for no reason. I mean, you know, it's the magic of editing, right? <laughs> Let's hope. At least, at least make me look like I struggled for a little bit less. So this 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 is Buffy set up on the table, and this is a beat copy that has probably been played a hundred times, and I think thirty or forty of them have been me. So um, 
this this copy everybody has certainly gotten their money's worth out of it and uh but it it, it came complete every card was in here the first thing i did was count the cards when i saw all the cards were like, okay i'm buying it and and off i went and um, got this at a great price um as far as i'm concerned this is the the single best pulp production game ever produced this is the mass market game this thing is just entirely entertaining and there's there's every character's got their own little own little thing which usually i grind on about asymmetry not being terribly exciting but in this game it works and they blend in with the characters anybody who's watched a television show can sit there and recognize who these people are and understand why they have these special abilities they do there's a lot of running around the they're map. also they're not terribly intrusive special abilities no they're they're they don't really they, change how right, little facets. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the only one who has a rule that actually changes, kind of how they work is, is Oz, Oz with the werewolf. Yeah, who's a werewolf, but everybody else is just kind of better at a certain aspect of the game. It's yeah. like who can hold what type of cards. Like, yeah, and the Oz dice can you roll hold four cards because he can change into the werewolf, but but he, he loses gets his one cards. weapon, one help, one research, and one artifact. Where I'm looking over at. Um, Look at Willow. Willow, who can have three two research cards. Um, well, and she has three magic and... and, 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 uh, and those one. are her dice. Oh, yeah. those are her dice. Excuse me, yes. I mean, you say this is a well-used, well-worn game. The only thing that looks rough on this is the little podium they have in the podium middle. Podium in the middle. Yeah. yeah. Everything else... I mean, I'm not seeing any folded, dog-eared, cornered. I mean, the cards are a little bent because they've been held yeah, a lot. Yeah, no, it's it's fully playable. There's no doubt about that. I mean, the, I mean, if I opened up a game and it had every stand in it, that I mean, everybody's standing up, moving around the board there. The board itself, there's no rips, tears. It, it lays flat on the table. I mean, the board box itself looks more wear and tear than mm-hmm. anything that's inside of it, except yeah. for a little podium in the middle. I mean, that's typical of the you know Hasbro, Milton Bradley type of productions because they're not big, sturdy cardboard boxes like hobby gamers demand. Uh, this was, as John mentioned, a pretty standard um, mass market offering that just happens to play like a hobby game. Yeah. So, um, and, you know, that's kind of like Rob Davio and Greg Van Ness, Craig Van Ness, um, that's kind of like what they brought to Hasbro at that time. Yes, yes. They were able to take these these more esoteric features of modern games and make them fully palatable even to casual players that weren't accustomed to these sort of things. And um, what I think is really beautiful about this game is is the clearly – they, they watched the first four seasons of Buffy the Vampire Slayer because the each of the four scenarios that come with the game are very well matched to those first four seasons of the television show, which is, you know, starting to look its age. It's, it's now been out for about 25 years. Um, but uh, it's, it's a lighthearted TV show about murdering vampires. So, I mean, they, they, they managed to pull it off on the television show as well, and the game manages to 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 carry that spirit in um, where, you know, there's there's real drama and it's real excitement, but at the same time, there's always a lightness to it. The game never, never gets heavy or never gets nasty. So, so you want to give us the basic running gear? So, because uh, it's been a while since I've played it. I know you all have played it, Pretty yeah, recently. We, we played John and I played this pretty My last exten- time probably was with you. It's okay. been so, quite a few years. Yeah, John and I played this pretty extensively in Delaware. Yeah, I think we played five or six times. Ooh, at least. Two nights. Yeah, at least. So um, 
And this I'm sorry, so just the fact that you... So just the fact that you played it multiple times at our gaming weekend where we had piles... Piles and piles of games to choose from. Um, it speaks volumes of just the the amount of fun that you that you guys are having with this. Yeah. Because, I mean, we had a lot of different games available. And for any game to get repeated plays would be something. But for one to get multiple repeated yeah, plays... Yeah, and we, and we were knocking out play after play after play one night. It, and then the following it, night, we played a few more after that. Is there a good was, amount of comedic... Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So this game you get a little could, punchy, you this, get a little tired. This oh, is a this good was game. this yeah. was the game we brought out at the end of the evening. We're like, okay, you know, we're winding down. We don't have, we probably don't have time or like the mental acuity for another hour and a half, two hour game. Yeah. But Buffy, you can knock out. You know, we we played that many times in maybe two hours. Yeah, maybe maybe twenty or thirty minutes a game. Tops. Yeah, they're fa- I mean, they're games that will end. You can end this game turn one. Which is funny because like, when not, I was not even looking up Craig's name, like, BGG has this listed as a ninety-minute game, and I don't no think way. Ever, I don't think it's ever gone no, down yeah, an no. hour and a half. This game, this game could literally end on the first action if the dice well, are high. Yeah, that's 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 gonna no, be no. It could, it, it, it could, could, yeah. But I, I think the chances of you bumping into that are, are relatively. But it simple. happened, and at Delaware, it happened on the, the, very, first the very first player's not turn. Not the very first action, but before. Or no, it did on the first turn because there was at one time I turned Buffy, turn one, and that was the objective. So yep. I won turn one by turning Buffy into a vampire. Yeah, Buffy Just needed to run away. Well, she couldn't. The bad guy goes first. Yeah. Okay. So, so basic running gear of the game. One person is playing the baddies, mm-hmm. and there's like a king baddie. You're the mayor. You're the master. You're whatever. And it's the baddies that were essentially in the first four seasons of the television show when it came out. And they have vampires. They have uh, demons. They have their own little like sidekick baddies that help them out. But that that one person is controlling all of the evil. So it's everybody else against that bad guy or bad gal, depending. And- Sorry, go ahead. And, and so the rest of us are playing the main characters, the high school kids from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which is Buffy, who is the, the who obviously is a vampire slayer who spikes people with, with wooden stakes and then destroys vampires that way. She has a friend who's a werewolf. She has a friend that is a is uh, toying around with, uh, with magic, so she's becoming a wizard or a witch, I suppose, depending. And then she's got this guy, Xander, who's just sort of... Uh, you know, just kind of an all-around good guy, but he manages to like get the townspeople to help, and he brings those into the picture as well. And 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 each side has specific goals. So the bad guy will say, "Turn Buffy into a vampire," or whatever. They've got a particular goal that they're trying to meet, and the good guys have particular goals as well. And sometimes you need a special artifact in order to make something happen, and other times you need to uh, 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 kill the the bad guy in order to make it happen. But that's what each of these scenarios is for. So before you start the game, once you have picked who your baddie is going to be you review what your challenges are and then off you go out onto the board and to, to do your things and it's it's combat is super fast and super easy you roll th- throw a certain amount of dice you do what the dice tell you and the dice are big and chunky and have it printed right on them whether they hit you or not and then at that point you just uh everybody has hit points you take your hit points when you get down to zero you're out and before then you get to do what you get to do and every character has their own special ability. So uh, in certain phases of the moon, Oz turns into a werewolf. Suddenly he can move at double speed and he gets healed, which is incredibly powerful if and he, he was And he gets a lot of dice. Yes. And when he is a werewolf, he is tough and, and fast. When he's not a werewolf, 
Yeah, not so much. And there's a little thing on the in the center of the board that goes in a circle that shows the phase of the moon. And when that moon goes to full moon is when he turns into a werewolf. So that's the fun part about playing Oz is about a quarter of the time you're going like crazy shooting around and doing all kinds of things. Willow is trying to pick up these research cards, which allows her to have magic spells. So if you want to play the magic usury person, then you're going to be Willow. Xander goes out and finds people to help out. He, he uh, finds uh, ways to uh, support the rest of the group. And, uh, and Buffy is... The, is the alpha predator. She's the warrior that goes after vampires and stakes them and, and brings them to a to a to a quick end. So she needs to find wooden objects. She can kill somebody with a wooden stake. She can kill somebody with chopsticks or something like that. Anything she can find that'll do the job plunges it into their heart and that's the end of them and meanwhile the bad guy gets to draw from his own very special bad guy deck that does all sorts of nasty things that allows him to turn our characters into vampires which really kind of sucks but also do all sorts of other things as well so um there's regions on the board that are very much heavily favor one particular character and disfavor others so picking your battle and where you want to be is a part of the game the map is very open and um and as far as i'm concerned it it just gives a tremendous amount of versatility it's not not uncommon for you to sneak up on somebody without them realizing it yeah and i i think it's pretty neat the map here is kind of like indicative of the town and it it feels kind of constrained but um, all of the dots on the board are places where you can draw that kind of card. Yeah. Right? So if you're on a red dot, you can draw from the weapons deck. If you're on a yellow dot, you can draw from the research deck, etc. Um, and there's three blue buildings. Those are houses, uh, which means People's vampires houses. cannot enter them unless they get an invitation. Do we have to mail that to them, or is it? <laughs> no, there's a special evil card I can play yeah, that will. Second. This this board does it seems to rem- it reminds me of clue i'm looking at this a little tunnel bit, goes yeah. to the other side yeah. there's yep. a secret mm-hmm. room that yep. goes here there's tunnels there's yep. uh, sewers you can use as shortcuts with the right card um yep and it's got it's a lot fun. of information but it seems there's, pretty there's simple. A, there's a lot a lot of the time you'll be trying to figure out okay i need to go over there to do something but i didn't roll high enough to get there so where can i go along the way that i can still draw a card that's useful or might be safe or something right or if i'm a vampire that is not going to be exposed to the sky if it turns sunny yes, because you can see uh sometimes it hits sunlight and then bad things happen to vampires who are outside yeah so they have to s- get inside a building before that happens and, and the Middle, like the the phases of the moon. Uh, whenever it's whenever a character takes a turn, they roll the blue dice, which is for movement, regardless of if they intend to move or not. And on those dice, there are it's a moon symbol. Two right? moon it's symbols. Two yep. Moon symbols. Is it two or just one? Well, one on one, each. One per die. Yeah. And when that symbol pops up, you advance the token that many steps through the phases of the moon. So that can happen very quickly, or it can happen very slowly, and it, it really kind of depends on how lucky. You so are. Do we know what the bad guy, who the bad guy is, and what so his the, goal is to start the game? So the, uh, I think, like John said, there's four different scenarios. For this one, I went with the the most basic vampire one, where I'm playing as the master and his three vampiric minions. My goal is to turn Buffy into a vampire. Your goal is to destroy the master. How convenient! I don't. I go after you. Yeah. And I'm standing right next to you. Yes. Okay. I think we're ambushing Buffy. Oh, I'm sorry. Allow me to be specific. My goal is to destroy or sire Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, so you're kind of you're kind of in the midst of everything here, aren't you, Chris? Aren't you Buffy? 
Yeah, Buffy is, I think, about eight tiles away from right. So you, three you, of the four vampires. Right, and you also roll a die, which indicates how many who who moves of yes. your crew. So I have four characters c- to control, but I roll this black die here, which uh, only ever has three symbols on it. And sometimes only has two. So I might not mm-hmm. be able to move the master at all. I might be able to move the master and one other guy. It, it depends on what I roll. I, I would just like for you to know that I kill vampires. That's my job. Uh, my quote is, uh, so you're the new slayer. You're prettier than the last one. My, my quote is, I start with a help card. Oh, no, wait a minute. That's not it. <laughs> I laugh in the face of danger, and then I hide until it goes away. So that's kind of the the lighthearted aspect of the game. That's Xander. Yes. And, and Oz's the band is moving towards the sound where we don't suck. <laughs> so I guess Oz was in a band. He is in a band, yes. Yeah, I um I I did not watch the show religiously. I I watched it when it was on and nothing else is on, so I'm familiar with what's going on, but I have no idea what any of the through lines on the story are. Willow's tagline is, I don't want to be our only hope. I crumble under pressure. Mm. Mm. Yeah, last time she did okay. So so at this point, I think we've got everything we need out on the table and all ready to go. Yeah. So uh, let's, uh, let's let's get a slam and see what happens. All right, then. Down with it. John would just like to brag about being the hero. John would like to mention that he was the hero in the story. Willow punched the master to death with her itty bitty fist and she's like five foot two 119 pounds over several rounds yes even yeah it it was to the point where yeah it was time to time to close the deal man just showed up and just started i I had a broken shovel handle that i could beat her over the or beat him over the head with and uh and and that was enough to do it actually the second time it was just open hand because that's a discard after use apparently (laughs) apparently you break your shovel handle a second time and then that's the end of it so, but yeah, uh, it, this was a, I th- I'll be honest with you, Sam, I thought you were going to crush us early in the game. You just sort of seemed to have the upper hand and yeah. Buffy was getting hurt uh-huh. and I was, Willow was good for nothing. You turned Xander, so he was out of the game and it just looked like the good guys were going to get crushed. I mean, there was a, there was definitely a good kind of swing about halfway through where, you know, you you dusted Xander, you dusted Spike. Oz turned into a werewolf and just started tearing Our darkest things hour, apart. Willow, and Willow shown a, and stayed a werewolf for a good long oh, time. He, yeah, stayed Two a long werewolf turns. for a long time, and then you healed like Willow Will, healed Buffy up Willow entirely, Buffy and, completely. Yeah, uh, like like and I summoned that Veruca, really and turned then, the tide, and then you erased Veruca in one go. <laughs> werewolf Oz erased Veruca. Yeah, no, that wasn't Werewolf Oz. That was uh, I, I got her down. I, I hit her with the, with You're the thinking special spell. You're thinking of Darla. Well, I wasted Spike and... I wasted Spike for you sure. You wasted Spike and then you uh, hit yeah, Dar- you, yeah, Darla. You, you yeah. almost killed Darla and left her with one hit Buffy, point. Buffy took out and Darla. And Buffy finished her off. Veruca uh, got summoned in, showed up at the Hellmouth and kind of bullied willow and and buffy for a couple turns yeah a little bit and then she i had like that the, monster spell the turn after she stopped being a werewolf and her <laughs> health went way down willow just turned around and erased her yeah just just five and that was the end of her yeah Boom, just one her, shot it was great like a shot yeah so so willow did manage to get some spell cards that actually worked out pretty well but um uh uh you know willow's away 
I, I forget who said it. It's like, well, in theory, she moves as far as everybody else, but she just doesn't seem to. She seems to roll twos, yeah. threes, and the, fours an awful lot. That was my experience lot. playing Willow in the past, where it's just like, okay, I'm just going to sit on this one spot because I can't get yeah. anywhere helpful. And it, that's absurd. I mean, she's rolling the exact same dice as everybody else. I but mean, we all know how that works. How yeah, but this game was but not your typical game. It lasted a full 90 minutes, and Willow was moving. <laughs> Did it really I mean, last a full 90 minutes? Would you roll it to 12? An hour. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was an hour and a little. Minutes. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, Willow rolled. I mean, she was rolling high numbers. There were a couple times she rolled like a two or a three. Mm-hmm. But towards the end, she was rolling like nine, 12, and, I and, think you rolled. And her one, yeah, she had a couple of big rolls. And then her fight dice, she was rolling a point of damage every single time. I think yep. it's, I think it's because up. Willow really, really wants the yellow spaces. To get the research cards, and yeah. those are a little more spread apart than the the other ones. Yeah, and I kind of so wandered her off into the the great empty space for yellow spots, yeah. which was not the smartest thing I could have done. So, but she came back around. It so, did get you away from Drusilla. It did. You yeah, know, Drusilla actually showed up. You know, I she was in this game. I love playing Oz. Like every time I've played this game, I think of the three or four times I've played, I've played him two or three times. Yeah. And I really enjoy him, except for when I He's have not a werewolf. Angel oh. and explosives together. Right. And they you get, get to roll turned, like a dozen dice. And they get turned into a werewolf because I had picked up explosives on one on one of my turns and then got Angel the next turn. And I'm sitting there looking at this like, I can roll seven fight dice and just really put a hurt on the master. And so I was like, cool, let's do it. Started walking towards him and then I I lost my mind and grew a bunch of fur and like, (laughs) it was funny because the master came the moon. Yeah. Yeah. And (laughs) when you become a werewolf, you drop everything you have. So there's explosives lying around on the street of Sunnydale and angels sort of wandering around trying to figure out where his buddy went. But it's not something that somebody else can go over and pick up. Yeah. Right. According to game rules, the, the card just goes away. Yeah, it's discarded. just discarded. Yeah, Which, it's not like you, you actually know, leave it on the ground. Thematically, yes, it doesn't make sense, but mechanically, it's one of those things that you just kind of have to do. Keep the game relatively yeah. simple. Yeah. yeah. And if you wanted to, you could cheat that. You could you could put a marker there and say, "Hey, that's where the explosives are." If somebody wants to swing by and grab them, but if, then at that point, you get the master grabbing onto explosives. Right, all kinds of crazy things. The master could happen. picks up the explosives and chucks them above. God, do y'all do y'all did, do y'all remember when we would play frag and that was a rule? Like when you got yeah, killed, when you dropped something, you yeah. dropped everything, and then it's like a mad dash to go pick, yeah, to pick, all pick all up the thermonuclear gear. bomb that's like sitting. <laughs> in the middle of the uh, yeah, that, would in the middle make, of the map. that would make this game a little crazy that yeah, would make this game a little crazy <coughs> but um uh, just as if this game isn't a little crazy enough but with the moon phases and we had a couple of vampires get caught outside when the sun came out and get burned up and we had we had two werewolves on the board which i don't recall having two werewolves yeah on the board i think before. i summoned the one bad guy <coughs> who was also a werewolf yeah and and we had like lots of time with a full moon on the board so mm-hmm. those those guys were doing their thing all the time and and um, and like i said willow actually finished with fighting which she's awful at um, but she uh, she's got she had good research cards. She got a couple of things. What I didn't allow because Buffy was in trouble. Buffy was seriously hurt, and I managed to heal you back up to twelve points. And then suddenly, you could come alive. You could be fearless because you had so many points. You didn't have to worry about getting killed. We also made that one crucial trade, which gave me the garlic. Yes, which yeah. kept me from being turned. So the master and everybody, if they tried, it was, it, weren't going to yeah, be able to. Yeah, it turn. was annoying. It took away one of your win cons, which it did. Yeah, your other win condition is kill everyone. My win, so my win conditions were either kill Buffy or turn Buffy. Oh, so you'd have to kill her. Turning is a bit easier than killing. Yes, you can do that. 
you know, before you've, you've chewed through all of her health. Because she actually has 12 health, which is... She's tough. Uh, more it, than most of the bad guys. Like, not more than the, the big bosses, but more than most of the minions. You got me down to four, where I just yeah. turned wounded. Yeah, and I was thinking, okay, so you got four health. I can probably kill you off. I might be able to win this. and Because it was, at, when I'm wounded, you only needed one the, fang. Yeah, when you're, wound, when you're at the wounded state, you only need one fang. So... I, I thought there was a possibility it might happen for me, and then things just spiraled. Yeah. You started picking off the minions, and it was... Because you came up beside me, you're like, hey, okay, I'll trade you this, because it's really good for you. You got anything for me? And I'm like, oh, I've got this garlic, which means you'll <laughs> never be turned into a vampire. And you're like, yeah, <laughs> that's the way to go on that yeah, one. That's a nice one. It was uh, it was interesting rolling. There's a, there's a black die you roll to see how many of the evil characters <laughs> you get to move. Mm-hmm. And it's specific. And which ones? And which ones? Because you can roll. There's like a little symbol for the minions and a big symbol for the big bad guy. And there are only two faces of the six-sided die that do not include the big bad guy moving. And I rolled them over and, and over yeah, again. It was about seventy <laughs> percent of the time. Literally eight hundred times. Yeah, yeah, like there they was say a, on the internet. Yeah. And so the the master did just kind of stand there and get punched in the face a lot because he couldn't move. And there was the one point where. Me as Oz, like human Oz with one fight die. Oh, you were trapped in the closet because the master was standing <laughs> in front in of you. Closet. He's, he's not like, a whole lot bigger than Willow. I'm like, I mean, I'm scared in the closet, just like digging around for like <laughs> some kind of weapon, which is when I, I, I found like a, a steak. You had a sword and then somebody else's favorite and... steak. And it's like, why are there two different steaks? Because all steaks are just pointy. Oh, there's, there's like five different stakes. And they all do the same they thing. They all do the same thing. Yeah, and much. finally landed on a sword that. Gave plus me damage. plus one damage, so I every was time. at least doing one damage yeah. every fight. But it, it so. was it was pretty funny because there were a good four or five turns where you were just stuck in a closet because like, the master was I do? just yeah. standing was, there. But, but, but it was <laughs> funny. The master did say, "As soon as I move, son, I'll let you out." <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, I was like, "All right." As soon as the master gets another turn, he'll let you out of of the room you're trapped in. And he just didn't get to move. Yeah, but, but, <laughs> he just but stood at, the, there. at the same time, you survived. And meanwhile, everybody else, it's like, okay, the master's not moving. Let's get over there and let's start doing our thing. And we could get three sides on him and, and start attacking yeah, him. Yeah, and, 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 and then he finally got out. He had to move. And was yeah. running, and he got caught in the sun. And that was rough. Yeah, had we played, had we paid more attention to the phases and where the, the sun shows up in the moon phases, mm-hmm. uh, whatever. Um, we could have actually blocked a bunch of doorways and had him trapped in the sun. And he would have burned six or eight points worth of damage trying uh, yeah. to get out of and the... That would have been... I think that would have been a hilarious victory for the big guys. <laughs> <laughs> if we just were like, nope, can't come in here. Nope, can't come in here. Oh, you look at you. Part- oh, yeah, darn watch, it. Watch him dancing around. Uh- <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was... I had a couple cards that would have, I think, changed things a bit. I had a summon card that didn't go off, and I had two... Uh, change the moon, like summon eclipse cards that I just could not roll to get off. Yes, you could I, not do the, get the I magic saw the work. sun coming up and I was like, okay, I need that to not be sunlight and the dice just failed me. So, so there, 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 the, there's this dial in the middle that changes the moon phases depending on what you roll for your movement dice. So each, each of the two movement dice has, has one side that's got a, a moon on it. So you've got, you know, this is pretty much a basic... Um, you don't want to call it a war game, but it's a straight-up combat game where you're running people around and you're banging into each other and there's places that are safer and places that are worse and there's places where you can pick up tools and and and, and uh, buffs to your character. And in a lot of ways, it's kind of like 
it's kind of video gamey in that you wander around, grab stuff, and do your thing. But you have this other effect. You've, you've got the, the effect of the moon phases, which makes some characters either much stronger or much weaker, or they can't be someplace. So you've got this extra kind of rub coming into the play that vampires need to be off the street at a particular time and, 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 and werewolves suddenly become much more powerful at a particular time. And, and, and then when you add on top of that, the research, the help and the weapons cards that have different effects, some of which um, really jump with each other. You may have somebody that can help like Buffy's mom means you get to roll two extra dice. And if you've got a card that says, Hey, if you roll two magic dice and come up big, then you do 10 points of damage. Suddenly you've got this monster combination of cards. So you have these, these little baby combos in the cards, along with this, this, this dial in the middle that's kind of throwing everything in different directions, it, it ends up making um, a much bigger sum of the parts. Each part is kind of adding a little something, but when you pull all the pieces together, the game kind of takes a life all its own. Yeah, and you know, I kind of invoked Frag earlier on about dropping equipment and whatever, but you know to me this shares a lot of similarities with frag because it's kind of like going around and picking up equipment and arming yourself Mm -hmm. and then getting into the fray and actually like doing some damage with each other because yeah in frag there's there's ranged attacks but typically you want to be up close because yeah hand to hand you get that's where you get get better you get better odds and better damage um but and here, with the exception of a few weapons, you need to be close, and the weapons get burned up. You use crossbow. Once you're out of crossbow bolts, you're done. Once you break your stake, you're done. You have to go get something else. So you have to, you you have these. It's like okay, now I'm on the attack. Now I got to get out. I got to get a weapon. I got to get an ally. I got to find something to help out. And so you start moving around and. And, you know, everybody's character kind of waxes and wanes, mm-hmm. has times when they're strong and they're they're charging and times when they're retreating. And, and how your opponent chooses to, you know, because they can chase you down. If you're if when you're empty, then suddenly they're going to come after you and you have to sort of hope your buddies come and pick you up when that happens. Yeah, so I think the point I was trying to make is this is like a very thematic and very narrative. Like, I don't want to say a version of Frag because it's not, but they kind of scratch the same itch. Um yeah, war just, on a grid. Yeah, it's war on a grid. And, I mean, obviously, I think I could go either way, honestly. I like both games. It's been mm-hmm. a long time since I've play, played either one of them. But I feel like the narrative that you're going to have, the story that you build as you play is going to be much more, it's going to have much more depth when you play Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, and, like you said, the combo, like both of them can be combo-y, but I feel like with the different, it's not just weapons and armor as it is with Frag. It's weapons and armor, and then you get the allies that you can, the ally cards, and then the artifact cards, and then right. the, the, re, the magic cards, and then it's it's actually uh, one versus many. So there's a lot of different things that just kind of build this, uh, build a, um, a more... Um, they build a deeper narrative. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very easy to build a narrative out of this game. I found just because of the way the the dice and the cards come together. Yeah, and 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 the, and each character getting different kind of cards and specialties. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I watched the TV show casually. I don't know if you guys watched the TV show at all. Did you? Very sparse. Very sparsely. I saw the movie in the theater when it came out. The original th- movie. The original movie with. Luke Perry, I think. As, yeah, he was uh, one of them. Yeah. One of the guys, and uh, 
Was it Sarah Michelle Gellar? It was not Sarah Michelle Gellar. Some other woman, some other lady. I can't remember the name of. Um. So, my point being that even without having seen the film, Mm -hmm. you kind of get a feel for each of the characters based upon the way they were crafted in this game. You kind of understand. You can drop into a random Buffy episode after Mm -hmm. playing this game a couple of times and kind of know who Willow is, kind of know who Xander is. And they would they would sort of fit the bill for for what this game has 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 painted them as. So I think I think they did a great job. And of course, you know that that crowd at Milton Bradley. I mean, they've got you know three or four games that really kind of came alive and and had uh, there's they just they 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 can put an energy into a game that a lot of other people just even though they're building a good game mechanically, they can't seem to make a game that will jump and and come alive. Yeah. The um so kind of to that point, like none of us are Buffy fans. We can we can pretty much yeah. say that. But Buffy is prevalent enough in the zeitgeist of pop culture that everybody is at least familiar with who these characters are. Okay. I mean the the parallel that I'm drawing is say like so this is a game that almost lives or dies based on its theming. Like there's not a lot of yeah, reskins I, that you could do on this. Yeah, I agree. And we played Battlestar not too long ago, and that's another game that lives or dies based on its theming. Mm-hmm. But the Battlestar property isn't as prevalent in the, the general's like Yeah, it's not as well known. And so for people that haven't seen Battlestar, they may have heard of it or heard Dwight Schrute talk about it on The Office or whatever, but you really have to have at least a full season's worth of knowledge of that show to really be able to get, get the, the most out of yeah, I agree. playing Battlestar Galactica. Now with Buffy, just having the tangential knowledge that most people have just mm-hmm. because of the pop culture references is enough to be able to jump into this game and have a good time with it and really understand where everyone's coming from and why some of the characters are designed the way they are and, interact with each other the way they do. So so the drawback yeah. is is that this game is never going to get reprinted because Buffy's gotten old and Hasbro owns the rights and I'm sure Does has it really no need interest. to get reprinted? Like you said, they made, what, 10,000 copies oh, of it? And probably 100,000. You can still get them brand new in the shrink wrap. And you said there's a couple different versions of this game? Not well, of this game. There are, a bunch of Buffy, there are a bunch of Buffy games, which means that the IP is potentially it's up for out grab there. yep but hasbro owns this particular hasbro setup. owns this but i mean I'm, I'm, i've already like blue skied um restoration games I mean, mm. they can yeah you can't hasbro, pat, you hasbro can't patent does not play nice you can't patent game mechanics it would be easy yeah. enough to you certain you certainly can you're just drawing the eye of sauron in your direction if you do that and hasbro's got more money than god they can they yeah. can make your and life unless it was to become popular again they're not going to i mean has, this hasbro game. let go of HeroScape, so it's not it's not out of the realm of possibility. They let go of here. Oh, that's right. They did let go of here of here escape after it crashed and burned. You're right. So they did. So, but, but, but again, like Chris was saying, there's so many copies out there and this is not a game where you need some pristine, beautiful copy. All right. Go out and spend $5 on this game. Yeah. Don't worry about getting some copy where everything's enslaved and everything's perfect. This is a game you buy and you play. And when you beat it up so badly and this, my copy is, pretty doggone awful it's certainly playable but um i I couldn't sell this with anything other than a 
can be played, you know, mm-hmm. rating as far as the, the condition of it. Complete. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, uh, but that's all you need. Don't don't worry about this. This is a game you can throw in the trunk of your car and leave it there in the hot sun, and it's just not going to matter. I mean, you can pull it out. It's still going to be every bit as much fun, even with all the beating on it. Are, are we supposed to have a werewolf or, I'm sorry, a vampire Xander? No. No. Okay. No, we just flip it over. Okay. Cause that's that's a good question because I couldn't find Cause one. Because there isn't a... I don't think there's there isn't a vampire supposed to be one. There isn't a vampire... Yeah, I don't think there's a vampire will or a vampire buff. Yeah, okay, so it's, it's, it assumes that once you turn it over, that you know that that, that character is out yeah. there. Okay, so yeah, because because I uh, we were looking for what, a vampire when, Xander. What, when there. I got the game, I did flip it over, and I found another one. I found one that had never been played. I mean, the dice hadn't been stickered or anything, and I ended up giving it away to a friend. So I mean, like I said, you stumble onto these, and this is the the, the, the you know this again. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the game. That's the name. The one with Buffy in the in the oval on the front, and um, um, uh, from uh, two thousand. That's the one you want to be looking for. This is. It's just a great little game. It's a great game to end your evening after you've played something. You know, after you've played Mosaic, something big and heavy, or Arc Nova, and you just want to kind of let it go and and play something soft and light. This yeah. is a game yeah, to decompress with. Our run went a little bit longer than they normally do, um, probably yeah. because, I mean, you guys pretty effectively uh, ran away with the game by hunting down and killing all of the minions. Yeah, uh, but, but we had to grind in order to do that. You had, you, by doing that, you just chewed through their health points. If you had done all that damage to the master, then you would have just killed the master. Yep. And you would have yeah, killed him. Yeah, the master was over in the corner, yeah, we, not coming anywhere near us. I, he couldn't move, all right? Yeah, he and was, if, if you had rolled, I mean, not saying it's your fault, but had you rolled the master more often, you probably would have put up more of a hurt on us. Probably, probably potentially could have ended the game that way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 that would have shortened the game as well. That's but a good I, point. I think you mentioned it. This is a light game, but it, it felt kind of a little bit heavy at times. I mean, it's it, it's not the it wasn't we weren't punchy. We weren't hadn't just played a heavier game. So I don't know if it was the perfect game to play solo. Like you said, it's a it's a great game to bring out after you've played something else. Yeah, I, I mean, I it's, do think being punchier helps a bit because it's definitely a game where if you're if you think really hard about it, there mm-hmm. is you can get pretty heavy into like the tactical positioning, and I'm gonna I'm gonna avoid going to the spot because I could get stuck in a closet by a vampire showing up and just posing in front of me, right? <laughs> posing, and, yeah, flexing the vampires. So. Yeah, I was thinking T posing, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, if you're thinking about that, maybe you don't go for that that you know one weapon spot in a closet with no way out, and, and maybe you have to think really hard tactically about where you're going and where you're going to stand. So, and and at that point, one because this is very easily a game you could bring out with beer on the table as well, and, and that's not something think, we do. But I, I uh, think that play style is not to this game's advantage. I think you do want to play it when you're playing it fast and loose. Shoot from the hip. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to sit here and think about what the best way to play is. I I really enjoy playing as the bad guys and playing as the bad guys. I've found, (laughs) but it's, it's like somebody who wants to be dungeon master. It's like, Oh my God. Yes. Well, that's, I was about to say that there is an element of, Oh, I'm going to play this not necessarily to win. Like I'm not trying to lose, but I'm not going to try and be as ruthless as possible because that wouldn't be fun for anybody. You want to make the story. I well, Yeah. I want there to be a good story here. than life. And as, as funny as it would be to just like box Buffy into a corner on round two, pummel the heck out of her, pummel her to death. That's not very interesting for anyone else. 
beating down on a girl, Sam. So I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go over here and collect some evil cards and pose and be menacing and, you know. <laughs> wait for the organ music. And wait for the organ music to kick in, right? You know, you can't do you can't do the thing until the third act. you got to wait. Yeah. So I was just kind of looking through it. So I was just kind of looking through the weapon cards because, you know, again, we mentioned frag and ranged attacks and whatever. Mm -hmm. The rocket launcher is used against an adjacent enemy. Yes. There are no ranged attacks. (laughs) That seems... Well, that's um, because otherwise the rules become very complicated and you got to put line of sight and all that kind of crap all in. So, I mean... I think even the crossbow is is a melee weapon. It is, yes. Well, I I mean... I had it after taking one shot with it. Sunnydale fits on like a 12 by 12 grid. So, I mean, these spaces actually have some distance involved in them. So... But it's it's real simple. Walk up to the person you want to attack and do your attack. Was it 15? 16. 16, 16 by 16. Yeah, probably a square. So okay. 16 by 16. And then there's four here, so 17 on it. Yeah, yeah, I don't think huge. I've ever seen someone go in those spaces. There's a couple of little cutouts. Like here, there's a cutout too. But like there's missing spaces here. So the the board kind of works the the um, and the there's a big chunk, tracks. There's they a big chunk out. in the middle that you can't go gone. into. Yeah, because yeah, the cards sit right on the right on the map. So. So it's it's a neat game. It's it's not a game you want to play super seriously, but it is fun. Yeah, and I and I think that's that's the key word. It's a game you're gonna have fun playing. So and it and it plays three, four, and five very very well. All of them are are, are good numbers for playing. All right, great. So would you say this is a game for? Uh, has head down Euro gamers, or is this like an Ameritrashy game? Oh, this is. I feel like this was Ameritrash. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say Ameritrash. Like, should we take, as it should be? But should I we think, take this to EuroQuest with us in a couple of weeks? You know, if you Steven, get punch you enough. can. And what you'll discover is all of those chin scratching Euro gamers <laughs> will be looking over your shoulder instead of looking over the shoulder of the people that are playing Arc Nova because. This is a game that gets people laughing and yelling and and rooting for one side or the other and and you know this this will draw an audience so maybe we should take that with us we could do that yeah. all right so I think it's that point uh, where we you know do the rating thing uh, standard board game geek rating. yeah I mean of course we're always okay. going to use the standard board game but I mean normally we've, we've we start so with long. the person who won we normally Which, do but we were a team. So we have two options. We can either go with the person that lost, because only one person lost, really. It's true. Or we can go with the person that slapped that person into a loss. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, John was playing two characters. That's true. And I murdered and one of murdered them. You did <laughs> murder one of them. <laughs> Actually, you, you sired one of them, and then we murdered him. Yes. So. Well. <laughs> yeah. You forced us to murder him. Yes, that counts. Uh, yeah, why not? Let's go. Let's let John go first. So this game is a just a rollicking, rollicking seven. It's just it's it, you can get a copy for five dollars. I mean, look around when you see it, grab it. Even if it's incomplete, you know, you gussy up a couple of pieces. It's just a, it's a great game to play. It's this is a player's game through and through. So don't worry about the quality of the copy. In fact, I'll be honest with you. The more beat your box looks, the more street cred you're going to have when you show up at WBC or Gen Con and you're playing it you know, just honestly, because that's, that's true. how it looks. It's true. This is a yeah. game that feels like it should have some wear on it. Yeah. yeah. And and it, you look like somebody who's been gaming forever and not some newbie who just happened to show up and start discovering things. That's right. Yeah. 
Yeah, so there's a little bit of cred to having a ding and a dent in this box, and maybe with a frayed corner and some cards that got a little wear to them. So, yeah. If you're not playing it, you're doing it wrong. Exactly. Yes, good point. Yep. Chris, you're up. You know, I, I played this game before. I remember it being a lot of fun. This game was, seemed to be a little bit more serious. Um, like I said, I think it would work better if it was after we had played a more serious game. Um, but I did enjoy it. Um, I did get to do some fighting as Buffy. You just don't think we were punchy enough for it? Yeah, I mostly got in kicks. <laughs> <laughs> Am I in the penalty box? Yes. All right. Penalty box. Well, two I'll minutes. Just, I'm, I'm just going to give it a solid seven, and then I'll go sit in the penalty box. Bye. <laughs> All right. So this is just outrageous fun. Like you're rolling dice, you're yelling at the the other players and you're yelling at the dice to do what you want them to do. Um, Like from the, the moment you start rolling the dice to move your first character, it's nonstop fun from start to finish. There's, you know, people complain about roll and move games, how, you know, sometimes the dice can screw you and there's nothing you can do. And yeah, that might happen one or two times, but the board has enough going on and there are enough people on the board to where that just isn't the case. Uh, this is about the most fun that you can have from a seven in a game period. Mm-hmm. Um, as we've said, thrift it, get it on eBay for cheap. Um, just get yourself a copy. Like we said, doesn't have to be pretty, just has to play. And uh, yeah. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Samuel, what do you got for us? So, this is a game I really enjoy playing the bad guy. It's just something I feel like I can really sink my teeth into. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. That uh, box is getting full right now. <laughs> are we not punchy enough? Are you sure? Have <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's good fun, you know. It's the turns are quick. Um, even if you roll crappy, you just kind of groan, and hopefully you can draw a card somewhere, right? Um, the dice are swingy, but it's not serious enough of a game for that to really be a huge bother. Um, it's it's fun, you know. Yeah. It's it's not a game that you play if you want to think really hard, but if you're wrapping up an evening or you just want to, you know, get some laughs in and, and roll the dice. Yeah, I can think of games that are as fun, but I'd be hard pressed to name something that I think is objectively better than this. So it's a you know it's it's a good quality seven. It and it does what it it does what it set out to do. Exactly. Yes, does exactly what it set out to do. It's just a good game. <laughs> yes, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the game, Milton Bradley, two thousand. Make it's sure just, there's, there's another one that was like two years after this, and there's been a couple since then, too. It's just fun. You know, I just, it's just fun. I remember, um, you know, st- I remember Kevin staking the master on turn one before. All I remember, Sam. That was funny. <clears throat> is when Cody said, let's hurry up and finish this game of Root so we can get back to some Buffy. Yeah, that speaks that says it all right there. So I, I specifically chose the master because he is actually a vampire, and I don't think any of the other ones are. The judge might be a vampire, but it's 
Yeah, and there and there are like fan made um, scenarios as well. Yeah, gotcha. So I think this once you well play through that. the four, you can go on BGG and find dozens yeah. more. The the rest of them are kind of odd because uh, like the mayor um, starts as the human mayor and he just kind of hangs out on the board and he can't die, but the, you can bully him until he gets his hands on the artifact that turns him into the demon mayor. And so when we ran that scenario, what happened was. Uh, the mayor kind of, he started here and he went over to this corner. He starts in the mayor office. He starts in the mayor's office and immediately went to the museum in the corner Which is of right the map. the corner, right? I and mean, tried, three spaces away. like, for half the game to get his grubby little hands on the artifact. And kept failing. And kept failing and failing and failing. <laughs> and all of his minions got killed off and the heroes kind of powered Yay! up and congregated around him. And he finally got the art, like, because he can't. I think he's the one who can't die until he actually gets the artifact or the artifact is destroyed. Um, and so he just got lucky and the artifact was in that corner. And when he finally got it, he transformed and, the, and you guys murdered him <laughs> immediately. Like, just, the next turn, he, he found the artifact, yes, transformed, and exploded. It was great. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It knows exactly what it is, and it executes it perfectly. Yeah. It didn't overstay its... Nope. Don't don't say that. No. Actually, yes. Actually, I want you to physically get up and go to the penalty box. Away from your microphone. We're not playing this time for real. Penalty box.